Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast, a guide to fast casual fortunes. I'm Brandon Haught, one of your co-hosts, and we got Joe Collin. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, we're back. We're back for origin stories. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, a fun one, DC. that last one. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, We talked about this recently with, like, you know what? Look back on your experience. Appreciate it. Um, it when you look back at some of the crazy stuff we've done, it's, it's fun to think about. So it's a really cool part about building a business and about, you know, being involved with something like this with, with, uh, it doesn't have to be with, you know, a good friend. It could be loved one or whatever, but yeah. looking back and going, man, you know, we, we went did, we did this. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it was me in the last one. We're going to, we're going to touch on Brandon in this one. Um, yeah. And I, you know, the reason I want to do these two, man, is because, um, a lot of people tell me, I mean, you included, it's like, I'm a pretty straightforward guy and, uh, I, I like realness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want people to be real and you know, and I know that, successful entrepreneurs isn't all you know butterflies rainbows gumdrops no. whatever it's there's a lot of failure and a lot of grit and grind yeah. but a lot of you don't see a lot of that and so this podcast is geared towards people that you know are just starting out or wanting to grow and expand and those type of things and you know i want that to have i want them to have that expectation mm -hmm. yeah know, that it, things like that real. is going to happen yeah. um, one of my favorite books is by malcolm maxwell i believe it's uh, you don't fail you learn uh -huh. um, something to that tune and it's very true you know you um, I don't know why our origin stories are so focused on failure, but uh, I guess it is because I think it's because our other episodes is focused on our success, you know, uh, so that, okay. that's the, that's this the, is point. the balance. This the is the balance. The exactly. You okay. got it. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if we've ever said this. Brandon and I used to work together a long time ago, 10 years ago yeah. um, for the company I'm still with. And Brandon, and I, I always remember and have him like, dude, I have this idea <laughs> um, all the time. He was always <laughs> side hustling and, and, and coming up with different ideas and uh, super excited, always ready for anything. So uh, tell us how you got started with everything. Yeah, man. And, you know, that brings me back to like, you know, us working together. And, um, you know, I was always a guy that like. I want to be part of innovation. We're part of a technology company. And, you know, I always wanted to try to um, solve problems. That was always my thing. Like, yep. like what kind of problems can I solve? And I remember one of the cool things I finally got recognized for was, um, you know, it was called an ideas at work. And that was at Verizon. And I submitted an idea. And the only reason I submitted this idea is because customers would not stop complaining. Like I spent, you know, a good part of my week. So what it was, and I guess we can dive into it, but it's, it's something that, you know, <laughs> will understand inside the company, um, but proration of receipts. So what the idea was is, you know, people were complaining because they didn't understand proration and bill cycles. And so, you know, I just said to the company, hey, why don't we put a prorated receipt for each customer so then they know what to expect? You know, and eventually a year later that started happening and I didn't hear anything. And I was like, this was my idea. So I, I emailed them. I was like, hey, man, I think I submitted this idea. And they said, oh, sure enough, we forgot to reach out to you. This wow, was your yeah. idea. And then they had sent me and, a. And that's not a small stone to move, man. That's no. a large corporation. Huge man. corporation. Yeah. And, you know, it, it started resolving all the issues because customers come in and said, I don't understand. And I said, well, can you can you show me a receipt, you know, and, and bring out the bill and that would happen, you know, and then so. Um, you know, you can only work for a corporation for so long and try to fix so many things. And like you said, there's a lot of red tape. It's not a, it's not an easy thing to move and change. Yeah. I would say you're yeah. not good at just, you, you don't just want to go to work. No. Punch a clock and do your job. <laughs> your, your head's in a hundred different places, which um, is, is fun. Squirrel, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, I'm oftentimes, you know, trying to wrangle it. Yeah. Trying to figure out where we're going. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, so you, you corporate life probably, uh, 
wasn't your bag. It was, yeah, it was. It was my cup of tea, man. And honestly, you know, I, I credit that a lot to my childhood, like uh, you know how I was raised, single mother. Um, we bounced out. We bounced around a lot. Um, I went to like ten different schools, mm-hmm. always having to meet new people, always had to create new relationships. And honestly, I think that really carried over into my adulthood. And uh, you know, it's easy. It comes natural for me to talk to people, to get to know people. I'm yeah. I'm like genuinely, genuinely genuinely interested in people 100%, um, you and you have to be you know to, to grow those relationships well you also are without any intention to right be. you right. just are yeah, yeah i know that was always a problem in sales too when i 45 minutes talking to the no, family yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, trying to get anything done with you <laughs> exactly um so then i, I kind of want to go out on my own dude and i honestly my timeline's a little blurry but i do think that my very first step in that direction um was you guys um you know joe used to own a food truck and um with his business partner and we were friends we got close and you know i got to see all their success and uh you know there were some finances going on and they they said hey i got a deal on a trailer i remember this exact conversation i got a deal on a trailer why don't you start a food truck and i was like you know what i was like that'd be awesome you know i think it'd be a good time Uh, i've been pushing people into this (laughs) stuff for a long time yeah yeah not knowing what (laughs) i was getting into yeah not knowing i was getting into i'm like yeah why not so actually i bought that trailer you guys had Mm -hmm. and um and this is why we, this is why I tell a lot of people know what you're selling before you get into it. Cause I bought your trailer with no idea. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I got this sweet trailer. What am I going to do? And, um, so I ended up, there was a restaurant in town that I went to like once a week. It was barbecue. I think it was the only barbecue joint in Mount Pleasant at that absolutely. time. And I was always going there and I, I became, I got to know the owner, the, the son and, um, you know, um, but they closed down. I think it was months maybe three six months later and so i was like you know what there needs to be a good barbecue joint in town so you you guys started that after they closed down yeah oh, my yeah time they, frames are messed up yeah okay. yeah they closed down and um and that's what made me think of it i was like man we need good barbecue now and not nicely because there was no barbecue food trucks in central michigan at this point right um I, there was i don't think there was a barbecue restaurant at this point um so i got with that owner you know i was like hey man um i got this trailer i'm thinking about doing a side hustle you um i was thinking about actually just buying product from him um and having him do it because he still had a lot of his equipment yeah but we ended up being 50 50 partners on the deal so you know we got into business um i probably had i don't know fifteen thousand twenty thousand dollars of my own money invested at that mm-hmm. point which i think i took from my 401k but that's how we got started and uh, we started off at casino events the soren casino and um, that taught me a lot and um, it taught me a lot about relationships and uh and that's where i kind of got my marketing mind going finally you know what i mean that's how i kind of took off on that is uh the marketing aspect um and going through uh you know like how do i reach people like that was so going back to solving problems that was the food truck yeah and i would say so you know not to say you're not passionate about food trucks yeah yeah i think food trucks are a vehicle to your real passion they are yeah just talking to people (laughs) making connections yeah and and honestly like um you know food trucks go with any situation yeah and and that's what and i was solving this problem because i had an opportunity that it was at the casino here uh, in central michigan and, and and to feed people and there wasn't enough vendors and then um you know it becomes graduation parties we did weddings i, I did a four our first six months we did a 400 person wedding wow was, that's nuts to think about <laughs> i know it was it was nuts man and I, some things hiccups happened and like you know it wasn't what i was prepared prepared for but they ended up loving it ended up going well um but that's a solution, right? People need food and then you need it in these places that restaurants don't go. Um, so, you know, we're, we're creating, we're solving that problem. So, okay. So fast forward a little bit, this was around 2015. Um, and then I started having a bunch of industry problems. Okay. So my industry challenges were like, how do people find me back when you had the food truck? 
you had like 10,000 followers already on Facebook, which back then blew my mind. Yeah, like, it really wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how the heck do you have that many? And then I was like, okay. So, and I was like, man, I wish I, wish I could just put my location out there. And I wish that people could just find me, which nothing was around at the time. And then all of a sudden, and then there was Craigslist and things like that. And I'm like, how do I find catering? Yeah. Like, cause you know, that's where the moneymaker was, even for us, like, because barbecue was super hard. It was like, you know, I made so much. And then when I sold it, it was gone. Cause like it takes eight hours to smoke. Right. So if I'm at a concert and that thing's gone, then I'm done. But if I make too much, then you, you have a lot of waste. Yeah. So it's a hard concept to like nail down. So catering is 100% the best for barbecue. And so, you know, I was coming out with all these ideas and then, um, you know, so then th some things happened with the, uh, the barbecue, you know, it was basically time management. My time, I was also working full time. My business partner, um, didn't want, like, I didn't expect him to work more than me. So those type of things. So we ended up, somebody ended up offering, actually ended up part piecing out the equipment and somebody ended up buying our truck and our, our, our truck and our trailer, a big trailer. And, um, they ended up buying that. And then, um, I still had some carts left. We had like two or three hot dog carts. That we turned into barbecue carts. We were doing oh, barbecue. So you had dog carts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, got, you got your carts. I you got your trailers. Yeah, I got man. everything from you guys. But dude, it was. You know, I joked about it before. I, I, you did. I have owned so many food units. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. It is nuts. I think I haven't even thought about all of them until this. But but you know, my mom just said today too, like, oh yeah, this lady told me she bought one of your guys' equipment. So I'm like, which one? You know, <laughs> like going back, I think we got at least four or five out there from our business that yeah. people are using. You know, yeah. so it's hard to think about, but. But we were innovative at that time. I mean, doing barbecue from a cart made life simple, easy to pull. You use the steam pans, you know, everything smoked. So it comes off a smoker, you put it in there. Super quick serve times. It was super awesome. Um, but I ended up having a couple of those carts, and then I still had the business name. So, yeah. you know, we talked about failure. What, what happened with that? You guys are doing pretty well. What, what happened? Yeah, like I said, it was um, it was basically time management. So I either needed to figure it out, because that's the thing about uh, part-time and partnerships. So guys, when you jump in with a partner, make sure that you have realistic expectations on both ends. Mm -hmm. um, because you, you guys are gonna come to a crossroads at some point in time if you don't have this worked out. And that's kind of what it was. Like, um, I guess his expectation from the beginning because I was reaching out for products and things like that were different. Like he expected to cook the food and things like that. And I was dealing with all the paperwork and the back end stuff. And then, you know, there was a point in time when we kind of needed to cross those boundaries and we weren't eye to eye on that kind of stuff. Um, it is what it is. We're still really good friends today. Actually still get, we still get product yeah. from them. So, you know, like it was just that, but, but I said, you know, I blame that all on expectations. Yeah. So make sure you have the right expectations going into a partnership. And then, uh, so we, you, well, know, you know, I mean, both parties have to be willing to pick up the slack. Yeah. You know, I mean, expectations are good to have, but sometimes you got to go a little bit above and beyond. So, but, but in the beginning though, even at this time, we never seen it as a full blown business for us. Yeah. This, was, this was a hobby. Side hustle, so yeah. how much do we want to time? Do we want to put into our hobbies? Mm -hmm. You know I mean? We love doing it. It was fun. Um, we did make some great. Why was it different for us? Side cash. It was a hobby for us too. Uh, COVID. Like we decided, we found out the demand was nuts though. Yeah. It's, but I, it, it had, it's the partnership. I think at yeah. the end of the day, cause yeah. I think yeah, it'd be the one of us were yeah. doing something that it, yeah, I think we had that conversation. Yeah. Like, what do we want to do? Yeah. Do we just want to run this, uh, me and you, or do we want to branch out and get this thing as big as it can be? Right. You know, and that's the road we took. And then, uh, you know, so going back, and then what's really cool is I had this guy. His name's Terry. He's, um, he, he saw my equipment on uh, Craigslist, and uh, he ended up – we had a following already. We had, like, 25 fo 2,500 followers or something or whatever, 2,000. And so I did sink a lot of money into the marketing and advertising. We had a name that was getting established. He offered to buy the name. And the, some of the equipment, which was super cool. My, Have you my, said the name yet? 
No, it was Roadhog's Barbecue. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And my wife hand drew the logo. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff that, you know, we were part of in that. And to, and to see that, it's still running today. That's very cool. Yeah. So that, that's that's something that even though we didn't like, it didn't really take off like we are, um, we got a guy running it and he has unlimited potential on what he can do with it. And I know he started off part-time, but I think he's becoming more full-time and it's just good to see him grow and to continue yeah, to see cool. that name. So that was something I was really excited about. Um, but where this is going, so I guess my biggest failure to date um, is where this is leading to. So um, coming out with solutions um, for the food truck industry, I thought of an app, okay? Yeah. And it was called, it's called the Foodies app. It's actually still around. But there's a lot of failure with that, guys. That a lot of people don't know about. Um, not only am I an owner in the app, um, I owe investors and things like that. But I came up with this idea for an app and um, not knowing anything about investors or pitching or you know, any of that kind of stuff. You know, I, I asked friends, families, and I got quotes to get this thing built out. And it was an app that has a live food truck located that catering, you can find the caterings. Mm-hmm. So people post what they want. And then you can say, I want that because I want to be the guy that could actively be as busy as I wanted to be. Yep. I didn't want to have to pe- wait people to come to me. I wanted to go to them. And that was the whole idea of food trucks. So I created a, an app that has a live food, food truck locator um, that has catering orders, that has events, that has all that kind of stuff. And it kind of um, evolved over time, but it was a very basic app and I did the market research on it. Um, I paid a couple companies to do um, some patent pendings and do all that. And then, you know, then I had to find funds and that was a tough part. Um, nobody's going to, I probably went two years without finding funds and I was always so close. Like it was the point where like sign here and then it would back out. Like I had one Jeez. guy, I had one guy, no joke. And the first year offered me $80,000 to invest in this. And that's all that it was going to cost at that time. And he's like, yeah, send me the paperwork. I'll sign it. Let's go. I signed I sent it over and then I didn't ever hear from him again. Ugh. So like I was always so close and that seems to be a trend in my life, which that could be a different episode. That, um, that's back to perseverance though. Yeah. You're always pushing yeah. forward for it, sure. Well, the thing is, is things happen, you know, man, I'm going to put this out here cause you know who I am too. You know, I have faith and things yep. like that. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's Providence or, you know, it's definitely blessings, but some things line up just miraculously. Yeah. You know, and like we're at, we're like, it's very weird. I've experienced it. And we'll talk about it. And the, 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 it feels like the, the week or the month we talk about it, it happens. An hour later. Yeah, exactly. And so that kind of situation happened. I wasn't looking for anything. I was actually, um, you know, traveling south with my family. And this, and you know, I went to, I went and visited a church that I used to attend. And this guy's like, you know, you should go on a mission trip with us. And I was like, okay. And it ended up being Nicaragua. So I went out to Nicaragua and there we met, I met a bunch of people and I met a doctor. Uh, he was, he had his doctorate. He was a chiropractor. And so, you know, we were just talking and then we actually started talking about business, which was weird. Um, he didn't have one at the time, but he was interested. And then, so we got to talking and he introduced me to his brother and his brother's roommate in college, which ended up being investors in the company. So we have about $200,000 invested in this company. Okay. Um, with these investors and that all lined up to this connection on this mission trip. Well, that was in 2018, 2019, we launched, um, we had some events. I worked out partnerships with the USA today. And I, I don't know if I'm gonna make this 30 minutes, but there's something that I need to point out on this. We talked about this in a previous episode and it's all about relationships guys. Yeah. And it's not about what can they do for me? It's what can I do for you? Yeah. So, and you don't need to, I'll tote you for this. You a hundred percent look at everything that way. You're not selfish. You're not looking at it for you're so intrigued by the the situation yeah. that you want to figure out how to how to fix it. How can I? Yeah, or how yeah, can I be part? How can I help you? How can I be part of it? Yeah, exactly. What can I do for you? You know, you're not looking out there like how can these? What can people do for me? You're looking at like 
what's cool out there that I can be a part of or help <laughs> That's with? That's it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just want to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> I got FOMO. You know what yeah, that is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so especially back then. Um, so, you know, and I was looking through my emails and, um, you know, this we just launched. And I had an email from the uh, the USA Today in my email from uh, the barbecue that I had. And I was I just I just called back, reached out to him two years later. And I said, hey, are you still putting on food truck rallies across the country? And they're like, yeah, we are. And I was like, you ever need help finding trucks? They're like, yeah, we do. They're like, you would be a lifesaver. What can you do? So I ended up uh, I ended up booking food trucks for two of their events, one in Louisville, Kentucky, one in Lansing, Michigan, and then they needed one in California in Palm Springs. So this was right after the the app launch, so 2019. Um, I ended up traveling to USA Today. They flew us out to Palm Springs. We signed up a bunch of trucks um, all over the country. We did food truck competitions, and things were going good. We had a contract with them to do like 12 to 14 events the next year. Okay, so during that time, you know, um, we're growing that business. I ended up getting in touch with uh, – uh, he's called the million dollar chef. He sold a million dollar plate of food to a prince. Um, and the only way I got through him was Instagram. And I ended up being, I was talking to him, but it ended up being You're his agent. Instagram and I LinkedIn am. hustler. I'll reach out to anybody, dude. I don't care, you know. <laughs> You're a thirst trap for uh, <laughs> investors. I am, bro. Organizers. Uh, so, so, you know, I reached out and then happened, this is coincidental again, it happened that he was uh, located in Miami. Well, I was in, in the end of 2019, I was in Miami for a business meeting. And um, the, this, the lady got back to me and we ended up having a lunch meeting in Miami. And she's like, you know what? The only reason I went for this is because how persistent you were. She's like, she's like, okay, this guy's got something. You know what I mean? Like he keeps asking. He's like, he, he won't say, he won't take no for an answer. And they weren't saying anything, but I just kept the conversation going and saying, Hey, we should meet, we should discuss this. Um, you know, it's just because it's somebody I wanted to work with. And, you know, I thought, I thought it was super interesting. So we had a deal with them. Okay. So come 2020, we were projected uh, $800,000 in revenue. We were projected one million dollars or one million downloads. We had seventy-two events booked, including like the Latin Grammys, the New York Fashion Show, all that. And then we were headed out to our first event. Man, I was so pumped. It took so long to get there, and it was in Texas, and it was inside a Whataburger Stadium, I think it was called. And um, literally that week, so I'm flying. I'm supposed to be flying out on Tuesday. On Monday, everything cancels because of yeah. COVID. Everything canceled. So I didn't have a single event. I, I, no way. My, my investors are invested. Um, all this, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, we just lost everything. And at that point in time, we're like, should we shut down this app? What should we do? You know, and it's still up in the air, but I actually used that app the next year. So we couldn't find events. We couldn't do anything like that. I used it instead of. We couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, yeah. Foodies couldn't. No, okay, I couldn't. Yeah. Any of it couldn't. So I ended up using that app and saying, what can I do now? And so what I realized is I still had the connections with my food truck friends. Um, I was getting close with event organizers. And so what we were what we were able to do is put on fundraisers. And so I was able to use this app and put on fundraisers. And uh, we were able to generate $15,000 with partnerships and uh, have it donated to a school. Yeah. So we were able to run fundraise $15,000 to a high school um, using the app. So I started using looking at those little things that how can we help? Um, you know, we could have completely quit. And right now it's, it's continuing to go back up. We've modified things and that's, and that's working out. Um, but you know, we could have called it quits right there. And my, my investors are still in debt and some of them are friends. Mm -hmm. And so that, that is hard for me, you know, and that, that did feel like a failure at that point. Um, but I also knew that, you know, it was out of our control. Um, but you know, it's something that I, I still have a heavy heart on and I want to continue to pay these guys back. I mean, that's just yeah. where my heart is. So that, that was one of, that's one of my biggest failures. Um, but I've had many more, man. Like, um, I've had businesses from, uh, apparel. I had an apparel company at one yeah. point in time. Um, you know, and that probably lasted you, six months. You had, yeah, I could go you on. Were the sh you were the shiny <laughs> object was. guy forever. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Um, 
before we ever got into business together, you, you had a different vehicle every three months because yeah. you're buying them and selling them. And then you had um, vending machines, right? Yeah, that's that was a, doing good. So that was another good business model I had. So first I started off with this business partner. Uh, I had a business partner and um, we were going to do cell phone accessories, which is funny because <laughs> we were in that industry. And we I actually named it. Um, it was called Accessor Eyes, but like iPhones. And uh, then that fell apart before we even got started. So I ended up creating something called Jacked in the Box. And at that point, I was really actually fit, and I was into working. I was into working out, and I was really fit. And um, I ended up putting uh, supplements inside vending machines, and that was going really well. And the funny story about that man is, I was driving about. I was in Greenville. It was like hour, hour and a half, and uh, <laughs> it was my first gym. It was my buddy's gym, dude. I was so pumped. My first account, oh, dude. And I was hauling this thing, okay, on a dolly, by myself. Yeah. And uh, we're going, going good. I'm like, where I'm gonna place? It's like three feet away. I hit this rubber flooring. And the whole thing tips and shatters, bro. Ugh. The whole machine is my only machine at this point. It's my first account. And I'm like, dude, torn. I'm like, what am I going to do? So you know what I did? I actually ran over. There was like a home. There was a hardware store. I don't remember if it was home, uh, home Depot or Lowe's. But I ended up buying plexiglass and two-sided tape and stuck that thing right on that vending machine. <laughs> and so it, it's, dude, to, to, to this day, the machine still has that. It has that plexiglass and that it's two-way there? Uh, no, it's in my it's in my oh, garage okay. right now. But dude, just last minute, and I set that up there. And um, what was cool is I was working with these other supplements. I was actually a brand ambassador for supplement companies, so they would send me these supplements, and I was getting in people's hands. And you know, I was doing like profit wise, like three or four hundred a month off of one machine, um, which I wasn't spending much time on, and that could have definitely grown. But I got I got tired shiny of it pretty things. quick. Yeah, shiny things. I got tired of it pretty quick because the traveling and things like that. You would need a team. Like I didn't have many gyms gyms in my area. I had gyms like LA Fitnesses and stuff like that in Detroit. But do I really want to drive three hours yeah. for three? You know, so that I end up scrapping that. But um, you know, and then I had an app company. I don't know, even before like, before my app was developed. I, I wanted to develop apps for people. And so I always had that interest with technology and I found, I actually found a white label company where I could download, I could create people's apps and it's just putting it, it's just marketing. And then it would be on the app store and Android and you would have your own personal app. Um, but I found out real quick, not everybody wants their own app. You know, that's a lot on your phone. So that, that was a failure too. Um, and then talking to you, man, like, so the thing with businesses, the one thing that, like I said, I admired about you that I never did. I never took a giant risk. Everything that I did, I could afford. Nothing was in debt. Nothing was owed. If I failed, I'd be like, yeah, I failed. There's a lot to be said to that. If you're not married to it, yeah, you might take that easy out sometimes. Yeah, and I did. The only yeah. the, the only thing I was super, like I said, the only thing I was super focused on was the app because that was some that was the first time I ever took somebody else's money. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I don't know. To me, that's more important than my own money because now I'm taking you know food off other people's tables. Um, but yeah, I was never fully committed like that on any of the other businesses until I got to the app. Um, and then when the app decided, like when COVID hit and, you know, it became more of a part-time thing, that's when our food truck blew up. Yeah. You know, and so what you've really taught me in this business, and I think this business, um, Nom Nom, has really taught me is how to start focusing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and things don't come quick because that's what, that's what I expected. Yeah, everything takes time. Yeah. You know, like the first three, the first two or three years we were part-time and then we became full-time and then it became like we had to be hyper-focused. Yeah. like to grow this thing to the point that where we did. So, you know, you've really taught me to like really focus on that thing. And, you know, not really, I don't, you know, what's crazy is I've had multiple people ask me to start businesses with them since then. And the old me would have been like, let's do it. But I know that I don't want to take away from something that's working yeah. and growing. You only have so much mental capacity. Exactly. Yeah, and you're going to dive into the new thing and, and enjoy that first 
a couple months. Yeah. It's like a new relationship, right? So yeah, everything's yeah. exciting. It is. It is like a new relationship. Yeah, and then <laughs> then you find out, okay, you know, you got a little something in the cupboard you didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. in the closet. Yeah, um, it really is the the patience. Yeah, um, I you guys hear it all the time. Oh, I don't know if I said it all the time. I feel like I've talked about Gary Vanderchuk a lot, but uh, you know, he really is a great person to listen to because it's real. It, it, the stuff takes time. You have to be okay with the grind. I would say that's what I learned from my experiences is it's a grind. Um, you have to enjoy the grind. Um, you have to find uh, satisfaction in the, the painful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be, you have to realize, okay, if something's hard right now, it's because something's happening. Yeah. Um, and I think us come together. We were like the perfect we were. Uh, mix match of things and, you know, yeah, you and Yang, like you said in the last one, you yeah. were my Yin Yang because you're like you're like wrangling a tornado. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get you on the right path and you're you're going. So. And, and that's what I love about this business is because it, it's always evolving, yeah. and we're always like the thing that's cool about you and our partnership is we're on the same page. Yeah, and you know, like you, re, you like you said, you rein me in when we're maybe moving too fast, but at the same time, you don't always you don't say no, you're open to these ideas and you want to mm-hmm. grow it too. And um, you know, like the sauce that we talked about, it's another cool facet that we can learn about. And a lot, a lot of things I love is just learning the ex- and having that experience. Yeah, yeah. You know now what, I mean? what we're taking on is, is you know, to, to pair with it, and it's going to take you know some attention, but it's also just not, um, it's in complement to what we're doing. Yeah. And it's not this um, giant investment yeah. of money. There's some time involved for sure, but. It, it coincides with where we're going. So yeah, and and, and we're still that's learning. the fun part yeah, of this, isn't 100%. it? Like you get a brand established, you get to go, and then you can start molding it and and really again getting Fine into boring it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, looking at where can I save two percent here? Yeah, uh, where can I you know increase? So we really made a decision like um two years ago. It's like we're doing caterings. Yeah, that's what our primary business is. Um, we increase we increase that that next year. Well, yeah. I mean, I would say that was like 25 to 30% of our revenue. We definitely went two years without really knowing our numbers. Yeah, yeah. Because we are just having fun. Yeah. And then that third year, we really dove deep into it, and it's an eye-opener. It, you really shouldn't, right off the bat, be looking every day and considering everything, you, every single expense, mm-hmm. every day realizing how much did I make today? How much was profit today? Yeah. Um, and, and keep track of that. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And, you know, um, I think I think you guys should really listen to both of these stories. Um because what yours is, yours teaches people that are fully committed. That's what I love is that we have two different aspects. You were fully committed to a business that failed and it brought you here. I was never com- like fully committed to one thing and it still brought me to this path. We have two different, very like different ide- mm-hmm. ideologies yeah. about business and how we operate. But together we've made it, you know, a pretty successful business that's continuing to grow. Um, and that's what I like about it. It's two different paths to the same point, you know? Well, yeah. And, and you know, ultimately we did end up at the same spot. We brought our own uh, experiences to the table yeah. though you know again not to say one way or another is better or not yeah. but um we learn from it and we utilize that it's fun we we still play off each other and learn things and um i back to saying no i went through a period of time i'm like i'm not gonna say no to anything he says <laughs> and then i, I started know. seeing how right you I were realized you have to say no to some things he says well but that I'm, really is hard for me though because yeah. i'm like you know um, you've said some crazy ideas and they work. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, like, do you tell Picasso how to paint? You know, like we got to try these things. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, within reason. Yeah. And I, I found a lot of appreciate appreciation that too, because a lot of the technical stuff and the stuff that like is dealing with not so much like, like this won't work on a trailer or this won't work. A lot of stuff you said that won't work, didn't work, but I was like, I have to see it myself. Yeah. But now I'm at the point where if you say it doesn't work, I'm pretty much going to believe you. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. I'm like, Definitely okay. Took some. Cause I would, you know, we yeah, get yeah. there and you'd be like, it's not working. I'd be like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, um, you know, we, we weren't afraid to branch, we aren't afraid to branch out, but at the same time, it also showed me like, because we, we did try to branch out and do like, you know, a dessert or a drink, like a drink trailer with what we had going on. And, you know, we didn't give it our full attention, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like we couldn't get away from the wraps. Yeah. Like every time that we sent this thing out, we would have had a brand way off. Yeah. yeah. We would have had to go with a different theme, everything all together. Yeah. We, I forgot every time we went somewhere with that, yeah. people showed up, <laughs> which is so, so weird. I know. Cause it was called Nom Nom Nitro and it looked very similar to Nom Nom Ninja. And I think there could have been that brand confusion. And so I guess that's a lesson that I do want to tell you guys about. Yeah, that's if, if you branch off, you either got to build, no, if yeah, you built yeah. a brand yeah. that is recognizable, people are following your, you know, um, understand what that we really learned what our brand was yeah. at that point. I think we go, okay. and you got to listen to your customers, yeah. right? Yeah, they were they were not happy. That they, they weren't. They, they it's were like, so well, mad. we have full pork nachos. Yeah, and yeah. A Drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is nitro, but they're like, yeah, you know. And that's the thing is that like you can't be so similar that there is that. And brand we were confusion. so like, this is the best idea. We were. We were this so excited is, about we, it. We were both on that one. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't say that was stupid. I'm yeah. Like, this is a very good idea. You utilize that branding, but yeah. Yeah, there's complications with that you probably don't think of. Yeah, 100%. And so that's what you guys got to think about. If, if you built a brand and you're well-known, you know, stick to that and maybe expand on that menu. But starting a whole new concept is going to be like starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. Like don't build off of what you already have because yeah. and using the same name. Give it that time and love. Exactly. Um, I don't know if we if you mentioned this. Um, was there any point through anything you went through that you, you just thought, you know, business isn't for me? <laughs> um. I have an idea in my head, but you do of what, you, of what you'd say. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really, man. Like, so like the app was the toughest one for me where I'm like, do I want to take somebody else's money? So I've never been a loan guy mm -hmm. and I've never really been, you know me, like I hate yeah. debt, and I don't know if that's been engraved in me or what, but I hate debt. Like, and honestly, you're starting to show me the value in debt. Well, I hate debt too, but yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Um, and we, so I got to be open to that. Yeah. We're at the point of, now we can be smart about how to utilize yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it works into cash flow. Mm -hmm. And those are things I didn't understand. Like, yep. you know, like you're making a thousand dollar payment, but this thousand dollar payment is generating ten thousand dollars. Right. Where if you're gonna if you're going to build up the seventy thousand dollars to get that thing that can make, you know, that money every month, and the time you built up to that, you just could have bought four of them if you would have got that investment. Yeah. You know? But it's again being smart and having something established before we've never thought of that yeah we still really haven't done it but a little bit but yeah and we haven't taken we could probably four times our business if we had everything in place with an exactly and that was that was one of the things that somebody interview asked me about in an interview and i said you know the, one of the hardest parts of this is that we have bootstrapped everything so like it takes time for us to grow like it's not that the demand isn't there like you said we could have two or three Let's more. do an episode on it okay all right uh, but okay so yeah i mean as far as business goes um I don't know, man. Like I, I was, I was, I was at the point that I was like, if Nom Nom Ninja doesn't work, like us having fun and this kind of thing doesn't work, I, I would be really has. I'd be like, okay, I need to find a career to retire from. But mm -hmm. it, it would have never been my passion. But I probably would have just done it, um, or felt like I needed to do it because I, I was so old. I actually, we were like 30, 30, 30, and I was in my thirties, and I felt like you know this was like the last hurrah to really try to make something work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and be ready for the slow burn. It is yeah. even if you're out of the gates running and you're seeing really good numbers. 
it's still going to take time. Yeah. You know, don't be, you know, don't be going and blowing that money. Just yeah. You start making it. <laughs> right. But um, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's really um, fun to go back through what you've been through. And yeah, this origin stories have been great, man. And uh, Joe gave his previously. Um, and then we're actually going to be launching a fun episode uh, that we spent like an hour oh, just talking. Wait. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And there's some good stuff in there, but you know, some nuggets you'll find, fun. but it's just mostly for fun. And, um, but you guys, yeah, if you, um, if you like what you hear, Please follow us, subscribe, uh, share, get this out to the other truckers. Uh, that's our whole point is to try to help others. You can find us on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, guys. So we appreciate you, and uh, keep the love coming, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you.